Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. I hope you're having a really fantastic day today. We are going to be talking about a really touchy subject today. I don't know how many of you have had the experience of reacting negatively when you see a picture of yourself, but that is what we are going to be talking about today for a couple of reasons. Number one, we just celebrated the twins' first birthday, so of course, tons of pictures were taken, rightfully so, and my reaction to them prompted a lot of thoughts and some inner work, and then literally the next day, I'm in this text group with a bunch of moms that go to my church, and there was a conversation that very next day when a mom was feeling like she doesn't prioritize taking pictures with her kids because she doesn't like the way she looks in the pictures. So most of us can probably relate to that on some level. That is what we're going to talk about today. Before we do, though, I want to talk about what we are giving away. Last weekend, we actually didn't give anything away on the episode because I was sharing a training that I did. If you didn't listen to last Saturday's episode, it was a really popular one, and it was a re-airing of a live training I did on the code for consistency. If you have not listened to that episode, please go back and listen to that one. It's a really powerful one. Today, we're going to give away my favorite protein. This is a hack for me. This is a way that I get easy wins when it comes to nutrition. It is a way that I focus on satiety so that I'm not feeling snacky all day long. And the truth is, we need to eat plenty of protein. And most people are not getting enough protein. And that impa- that impacts a lot of things, body composition, ability to lose weight. It impacts our overall energy levels. It impacts how likely we are to improve our body composition or struggle to improve our body composition. So one of the things that I just make a habit of, especially in the warmer weather, is making sure that I drink a protein smoothie most days. Sometimes it's even twice a day if I'm feeling extra hungry. If I feel like I want a snack after dinner, that's kind of a go-to for me. But uh, a lot of protein shakes suck. They taste terrible or they don't blend well or they just have a lot of really garbage ingredients. And so I love sharing mine because not only is it super clean, I very much enjoy the taste so much so that Roman steals it from me. I have to try to drink it before he wakes up or after he goes to bed unless I'm going to make one for him because he will literally drink my entire protein smoothie. And now the twins 
are getting really interested in it as well. So yeah, it's hard to, uh, hard to get it. Chris loves it too. And he's a lot less likely to just endure something because it's healthy as I might, but he thinks that they're really tasty. So I'm going to give that away at the end of the show today. All you have to do to be eligible to win is just leave a review of this podcast on whatever platform you're listening. Um, Apple is the most common one, but anywhere you leave a review, I will see it. And you can leave multiple reviews. So maybe you left a review of the show in general, but you can leave a review of, say, last Saturday's episode on the consistency code. All right, let's talk about resisting taking pictures because of your thoughts and feelings around how you look in them, or just experiencing a lot of drama. Maybe you don't resist taking pictures, but then it creates this, your reaction creates this downstream drama experience that isn't good for you and isn't good for the people around you. So one of the things that really stands out to me when it comes to how we react to seeing pictures of ourselves so often, this feels hard seeing a picture of ourselves because we routinely avoid it, right? If you saw a picture of yourself every single day, you probably wouldn't react that way. Think about it this way. If you are somebody, let's say you have a job on television, right? And so you are looking into a monitor and seeing yourself on film every single day, you would probably have little or no reaction unless it was just a real outlier where you were in some crazy position or something like that, that like, you know, you were you were hunched over and looking down and somebody took a picture of you from the floor, something like that, that would be like, whoa. But generally speaking, you would not have a strong reaction because you'd just be used to it. Like, yep, that's that's what it looks like. So many times it feels hard because it is something that we avoid. So if instead of avoiding it, you decide I'm going to build immunity through objective exposure and you take a picture of yourself every single day, not a filtered selfie with great angles, but you just make a habit of take a picture look at it every single day. I know that in 75 Hard, which a a number of you guys have done, I have not. One of the things in the 75 Hard, like you got to do two workouts a day and one's got to be outside and you got to drink water and read books. You also have to take a picture of yourself. Now that is for the sake of observing any physical progress that happens because sometimes we don't see this on the scale, but you can see it reflected in your pictures. I think that taking a picture of yourself is a really important thing to do if you are somebody who reacts very strongly to seeing pictures of yourself. Establish a pattern of taking pictures of yourself, maybe not every single day, but at least a few times a week so that you neutralize this intensely negative reaction when you see pictures of yourself. The other thing that I've been practicing lately is remove yourself from the center of the story. Stop making it about you. Here's where I noticed this in myself. So this past weekend, we celebrated the twins' first birthday. And it was awesome. And, you know, we had a lot of family and friends over. And before everybody came over, I made sure to grab a picture with all the kids because I knew once people got there, it would probably be in a million different directions with three kids in three different places. And when I looked at the pictures, I'll be very honest, the first thing I looked at was myself and how I looked. And in several, many, most of them, I didn't love the way that I looked. 
And it's not always a size thing. It could be like, oh gosh, when I smile so hard, my eyes get really small and you can hardly see my eyes or I've got really big teeth. And so sometimes when I look at a picture of myself, I'm like, all you see is white teeth. Um, And I was making it about me. And I quickly recognized that and was like, why, why does it have to be about me? Why do I have to be about the center of, at the center of this story? Why can't I make it about my kids? Why can't I make it about how special it is to have a picture with five of us? Why, why does it have to be about me at all? And it doesn't. Recognize your tendency to make it all about you. I wrote about this in um, Tools for the Trenches, my second book, because this is something that I practice outside of the experience of taking pictures. Remove yourself from the center of the story. If something hurts your feelings or rubs you the wrong way, it might be because your default is to make the situation about you. You know, somebody doesn't text you back and you make it about you instead of making it about them and maybe what they're going through and what they're experiencing and what's going on with them that maybe they're less accessible. You don't always have to be at the center of every experience that you participate in. This is such a powerful thing to practice. It's not that my feelings don't matter, but I don't have to be at the center of every story. A picture does not have to be be about how I look in it. Even if it's a picture of just me, it doesn't have to be about how does my face look? How many chins do I have? Do my hips look wide? Does my belly look big? Like, it doesn't have to be about that. Now, here's the other thing uh, that came up in this text group that I'm in with a bunch of other moms. One of the moms, essentially, we were all like, somebody new got added to the group. So we were all introducing ourselves and, you know, I'm so-and-so and my kids are blah, 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 blah. And some of the women started sending pictures to put a face to a name. And one of the women said, I don't have any pictures of me and my kids. I tend to avoid it because I have like, you know, I don't like the way that I look in pictures. I don't like the way I feel about my body. And one of the women responded with something she had seen on socials from an account called Oceanic Mama. And it says, your daughter is going to grow up being told how much she looks like you, how much she looks like her mother. Don't stand in the mirror and tear yourself and herself down. And I thought that was so interesting and powerful because not even just girls, Roman gets told how much he looks like me. My twins certainly get told how much they look like me. And they're very young right now, but they're going to hear that for the rest of their lives. And they're going to hear that about their dad. And so the way that I talk about myself or the way that even I behave and move, if I like roll my eyes every time I see a picture of myself or something like that, or if Chris makes jokes about himself and his looks, they're going to grow up being told that they look like us. So if they have heard that we don't like the way we look or this is too big or this is too small or anything like that, that means that that reflects them, right? Even if we never tie the two things together, if they grow up hearing that they look just like us, well, they're going to be tremendously impacted by how we talk about ourselves and what they observe as our impressions of how we look or how we feel about our bodies. If they observe me saying things like, oh my God, I look awful in that picture, or they observe me avoiding pictures they're going to put it together. Kids are smart. Mom doesn't like how she looks. That is a learned behavior. I remember uh, 
there's this home video from when I was little. I was probably one or two years old. And my biological dad was behind the camera, you know, the like VHS little thing you'd mount on your shoulder. And he was filming my sister and I playing and he panned the camera over to my mom and like was taking a video of my mom. And she looked at him and she rolled her eyes and she said, oh, spare me. And, and I just remember that. I haven't watched that video in probably 20 years, if not probably more than that, probably 30 years I haven't watched that video. But I just remember my mom and that, that sense of like, don't film me, please, don't film me. You know, that stands out. I have so few memories of being a young kid. And granted, I don't remember that day, but I remember as a six, seven, eight-year-old watching that video. And that's what I remember. I don't remember what I was doing. I don't remember what I was saying. I don't remember what my sister was doing. I don't remember if my dad said anything to me, but I remember my mom's reaction to being filmed. Yeah, that's huge. And I want to make sure that my kids have positive thoughts about how I reacted to capturing memories of us as a family. That's such a big opportunity. Now, that doesn't mean that I love the way I look in pictures. So a couple of things I want to remind you. Practice objective exposure. It feels hard because we often avoid it. So get used to seeing yourself. And then the other thing is, if I don't like the way I look, I can change it. And I can change it. I don't have to look back and be critical. I can look forward and be proactive and productive. What can I do to support my health or the physical representation of me? You know, that could be as simple as like, I'm going to change the way I do my hair or I'm going to change the makeup that I wear or start wearing makeup. I never wear makeup, right? <laughs> I get my eyelashes done and I literally never wear makeup. Um, I can't even tell you the last time I put makeup on. There's so many options. You know, you can go for a walk today and you can say no to the cookie today. There's so many things you can do that don't come from a place of hating yourself. They come from a place of being a problem solver and being somebody who takes action. But the way that we react to these things influences our own lives and it influences everybody around us. Not to mention the fact that let's say you take a picture of a group of people and you show it to somebody in the picture and they're like, oh my God, I look terrible. They didn't have any appreciation for the fact that this memory was captured. They didn't look and say, oh, like you look amazing. They made it about them and that doesn't feel good. So don't be that person. There's so many ways that we can shift and upgrade our reaction to these things. Remove yourself from the center of the story. Don't hide from these things because that just creates the very problem that doesn't feel good to begin with. And then keep in mind, if you have kids or if you have grandkids, those kids are going to hear how much they look like their mom or their dad. So the way that you talk about yourself is going to be tied to that to their sense that like, well, I look like her. So if she thinks that, then that must be true of me too. I know this is a shorter episode, but I think it's such an important one because I believe that so many people react in these kinds of ways to pictures and we would just all feel better if we could upgrade our own reaction to it. The winner of My Favorite Protein, which I'll also link in the show description along with a coupon code if you want to check it out, 
great little nutrition hack to make everything easier from cravings to hunger to snacking behaviors and just support any health goals that you have in a really easy way. The winner is Quilt Girl 79. Quilt Girl 79, if that is you, email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com within what, 60 days of this episode airing? My mind just blanked there. Yeah, 60 days of this episode airing. Let me know your mailing address so I can get it out to you. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you guys soon. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Houston, Con's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next-day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit cons today and find out what invincible feels like.